great to have you guys here. How many of you, uh, just out of curiosity, like like the Beverly Hillbillies? Anybody out there like the Clampets and stuff like that? Y'all are dating yourself. I love it. Well, I don't know why I do that too. I think they're funny. I mean, they probably all passed away, and some of you guys are like, who? But anyway, I heard about Jethro one time. He was... Uh, he was uh, putting a puzzle together, and he got it put together in like six weeks, and he was so excited, so he's sharing with his neighbor, I got this puzzle put together, and I got it done in just six weeks, and they're like, well, great job, Jethro. How long does it normally take to put a puzzle like that together? And he said, well, I don't know exactly, but he said on the, blo- on the box, it says two to three years. <laughs> so anyway, well... It's good to come out to church and have some fun, and I want to encourage you today to have some fun. In fact, I want to talk about that today to you. My title to you today in this message is Have Fun. You know, this world that we live in, people are so uptight, on edge. There's so much divisiveness in this world that we live in. Uh, in fact, as I was just praying for you this morning, I just felt like there's a number of people that just don't feel like they measure up. They don't feel like they're, uh, they feel like they're under par. And, you know, unless you're under par in golf, I mean, that's not good. So, I mean, you feel like you're average or ordinary, and you just don't feel like you're significant in life. And God is saying, no, that's not true. You got to shake it off. You got to lighten up some. You got to have fun. You got to know that God loves you and He cares about you, and He takes delight in seeing you have fun and taking time to laugh and enjoy. Your marriage, if you're married, if you've got a family, you know, enjoying your family, but be intentional about having fun. You know, there's three things that Amy and I do consistently on a regular, consistent basis that really help cultivate a healthy marriage for us and a healthy family as well. You all want to know what those three things are? Anybody out there? (laughs) Is everybody awake today? All right, anybody want to join me online and say yes? (laughs) Okay, but three things that we do, three things in particular. We pray together daily. We play together, and we try to do that daily, and we share a vision together. And all three are important, but today I want to talk about the importance of playing together, having fun. You have to be intentional about it. It's not something that's going to come easy because with everything going on in this society today, there's so much busyness and so much stuff, but so many people seem so stressed out. And, you know, here's the interesting truth behind it. No, I'm not saying it's a truth, but this is a fact. That if people see you having fun, being lighthearted, being of good nature, they think you're not being serious. They think you're not being responsible. But do you you know just the opposite is true? When you actually have fun, when you take time to laugh and enjoy life, did you know it actually sharpens the axe, makes you more effective? It stimulates your creativity. It inspires you to be more effective in life. All work and no play is a life out of balance. I believe it was Andrew Carnegie once said, If you can find a healthy balance between work and leisure, you'll live a very successful life. Here's the key, though, is we've got to be intentional about it. You've got to make plans to have fun. It's not going to just happen because with everything going on, when you get married, you've got things going on. You've got kids. You've got things going on. Hey, honey, you know, I got the oil change I need to get done this week. Could you bring the kids to karate or gymnastics or piano lessons? Or, hey, I need to have this over here going on, this here going on. And it turns into like a lot of negotiations throughout the home, doesn't it? And if you aren't careful or watchful, it'll get real serious. And we don't want life to be so serious. Have you ever met someone who got married because they were having a bad time together? I mean, like, man, we're so miserable, and he is so boring. I find him so attractive. I mean, it's like, he is just so awesome. I mean, we, like, have nothing in common. You know, we we just sit around, and we don't talk at all. 
but I find him so attractive when I sit there and watch him play video games all day long and veg out, and he doesn't pay any attention to me. He is so, so attractive when he's so dull and boring like that. I mean, seriously, nobody has ever been attracted to someone when they're just having no fun in life. What brought them together is when they were having fun. They were being intentional. They're making plans, doing fun things. I can, Amy and I, when we were on a date, we tried to take a date, a weekly date. And this week, I brought up to her and I said, what are three happy memories that you have of the last 20 years that we've been together now in marriage? And she named off a bunch of things. And then she said, how about you? And I said, I rambled off a number of things. And do y'all want to just know like one of them? You wanna, so I'll tell you one of them. When Amy and I, you know, still my, one of my favorite memories. Amy and I decided, this is when I was trying to win her heart still. You know, this is when I was supposed to be the knight in shining armor. And so we, she had an idea. Let's go to the state park, you know, not far from here, you know, kind of thing. Let's go and let's have a campfire. Like, great idea. I love it. You know, us guys, we love recreation. Get us out in the woods and we're happy. And so I love the idea. I said, count me in. Let's do it. So we go down to the park. And at this park, you can take all the firewood you want, all the wood from the woods and, and so on. But this park was so uh, clean that we couldn't find anything. I couldn't. So I suggest let's split up for like 15 minutes. We'll come back to the campfire and we'll start our fire. So I'm looking for 15 minutes trying to find any kind of twig, wood, anything I could find. And I'm not finding anything. I literally had a little handful of twigs that fit in the palm of my hand. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, man, I'm trying to be impressive. I'm trying to look like her knight in shining armor. I'm supposed to win her heart. And how am I going to explain this to her? And just when I'm going through all this thought process, all of a sudden I hear like a, sound like a grizzly bear coming out of the woods. I turned around, and it's literally Amy walking out of the woods with this tree she was carrying. I'm not kidding. She was carrying a tree out of the woods. I thought, man, that's a woman I'm going to marry. But, you know... This is, these times we've got, when there are dry times in our life or tough times in our life, we've got to have a treasure to help us get through those moments in life. And if we're not intentional having fun, when the dry times or difficult times come, we won't have anything to pull from to help encourage and support us and strengthen us during the difficult seasons in life. You know, just the opposite is true. Sometimes people say, well, we should be so serious. We should be so serious because there's a lot of problems in society today. I mean, the prices of oil went down or they, you know, the economy looks like it's being affected or whatever it might be. And it's like, oh, my goodness, things, things are, you know, and they're just devastated, it seems like. And they're in despair. And it's like, well, prices go down, prices go up. I mean, the economy fluctuates. But is this going to control how we feel on the inside of us? Is this really what we're going to get all frustrated about? You know, you kind of have to work through those things and say, you know what? This too shall pass. And we've got to make time to still keep having fun because most of the society will say, if you are being, uh, you're over there having fun at work, come on, you shouldn't be laughing during work. You shouldn't be having fun. Did you know Google and all these big companies that are majorly succeeding, did you know they actually discovered, based upon studies, if they implement fun into the work field, their employees actually are more effective. So they put in like slides from one floor to the next floor so that you don't have to take the stairs. You can get on the slide and cruise down. I mean, who wouldn't want to have some fun when you're working? You know what I'm saying? We need to lighten up. We shouldn't be so serious all the time because wisdom has shown that when you take time to have fun and to laugh, it's actually going to help you to be more effective. It's not that you're being irresponsible and not taking life seriously enough. Listen, you're too serious sometimes that when you're on vacation, you're sitting there thinking about what you should be doing at home. 
you know, man, I should be working, I should be getting this done. And so you can't even, you're stressed out just when you're on vacation. Then you get home and you're at work and it's like, you're thinking, man, I should have been enjoying my vacation more. Now you're stressed out at home. And you don't, you know, it's like everywhere we go, it's like society is teaching us, if you aren't stressed out about something, you don't care. You're being irresponsible. But that is so opposite of what Jesus came to do. We shouldn't always be enduring. We should be enjoying life. Isn't that what John 10.10 says in the Amplified Version? I love what Jesus says. Listen, the thief is the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come so you can enjoy life until it overflows. So Jesus is saying, listen, I conquered the grave. I conquered sin. I conquered the curse so you could enjoy life. Now, I understand that there are going to be difficulties. There are going to be challenges. If you've ever been to a memorial service, though, and I've done a few of them over my lifetime, you know, if you've ever been to a memorial service, can you relate with this? It can be really sad. It can be like, oh, this is very sobering. Wow, they're gone. It's like they were just here, and now they're gone. And there can be a lot of crying. But the interesting truth is when someone gets up and they start sharing all the funny things about that person, and when people begin to laugh, what happens? The atmosphere literally changes, doesn't it? And all of a sudden, we start feeling like, wow, healing is taking place in the midst of laughter. Isn't that what Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22 says? That there is a merry heart, a cheerful heart. You know, this is what brings healing, It brings healing to our hearts. It brings literally healing to our bones. It brings healing to our bodies. It's been proven uh, medically. It has been proven that you will receive healing when you begin to laugh. And did you know the mind, the body, let me put it this way, the body doesn't know when you're faking it, a fake laugh. Sometimes some of you need to faith it until you make it. In other words, you need to start laughing by faith because you haven't laughed in a long time. Did you know studies show that children laugh 150 times a day And adults only laugh on average three times a day. Some of you haven't laughed in years that you don't even know what it's like to laugh anymore. I met one person who said he's never even had a belly laugh. I thought, dear Lord, you better faith it until you make it because you need to keep healthier because it actually boosts your immune system. It strengthens your immune system. It lowers your blood pressure. It reduces heart disease by 40%. Just laughing. And it releases the natural tranquilizers into your body. Listen, there was a couple one time, they were about to split up. They're a good-hearted couple, but they just let a lot of stuff get in the way of their marriage. And they're about to split up, get a divorce, but they decided to take on one more challenge. And that's this. They decided that they would watch one funny movie a week together. Three months later, they had been laughing so hard for these three months every week consistently that when they look back, they couldn't even imagine that they were even thinking about divorce. And not only that, they had received so much healing in their marriage and their relationship that today they are happily married. What did they do different? They simply began to have fun together, to laugh together, to enjoy. Did you know America consists of 6% of the world's population? And did you know America uses 90% of medical tranquilizers? 90%. What are these tranquilizers doing? They're trying to calm you down, trying to give you peace. 90% goes to America. What's that saying about America? We're too stressed out. We're too uptight. We've got to roll the care over onto the Lord, the Bible says. That means we shouldn't be always enduring. And when there are some serious moments, 
take time to laugh during those times because it'll help you gain perspective. It'll help you to get creativity, inspiration. But if you're always serious and no play, it's going to be a hard road ahead of us. You've got to make a decision to go out and have some fun. Listen, there was an uncle of mine. He's up in his 90s now. I was at my dad's birthday uh, last weekend. And I decided I'm going to ask him because he, there was an article written about him like, you know, what's the key to longevity? And he said, well, you got to think positive. You got to think positively. And so I asked him, I kind of probed him a little bit more. And I said, do you have any advice for me? And he said, treasure the memories. Treasure the memories. He said, I don't know how much more time I have. I mean, he's really doing great, though. I mean, he's, he's not using any kind of crutches, canes, or anything like that, walkers. I mean, he's doing, like, really, really good. But he said, I don't know how much more time I have here. But he said, what helps me in life is when I treasure the memories. Treasure those moments. Well, we couldn't treasure them if we don't build them. We've got to become intentional about having fun. We've got to purpose in our hearts to not be so serious all the time. I know that there's negotiations, things going on. If you're married, I know, I know, I can relate. There's lots of things that need to be done every week. But don't get so serious that you lose your joy. Jesus said these words to a friend of ours. He said, if it wasn't for sin, I wouldn't have a serious moment in life. Wow. Remember the scripture that says the joy of the Lord is our strength? I believe it's Psalm 16, verse 11, says that in the, presence, in, the full, in the presence of God is the fullness of joy. If you haven't had joy lately, that means you've gotten disconnected from God somehow, some way. And today would be a good day to get back into his presence, to really experience the fullness of joy. You know, a lot of times people want to know, how do you have a relationship with God? And I always say, well, ask a woman. They seem to be relational. They seem to get this thing figured out so quickly. The apostle Paul was always addressing men. Men, men should be praying more often. Men should be lifting holy hands. He never addresses the women because it seems like women just are relational by nature. And us men, we just kind of try and figure it out by watching them. I mean, you give a, a, a brand new mother a baby, and it's like she knows what to do with that thing. And we're like, whoa, give me a manual, please. I mean, I don't know how to do this. Thankfully, my, ma, my mother-in-love came to me one time and said, Sean, there's four things that a baby needs if they start crying. Okay, so they either have a, a wet diaper, they're hungry, they need to burp, or they're tired. I said, Mom, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for that advice. And that helped me in that journey with those four things, just knowing. But a woman just seems to know there's just a relational concept about them. Most men come to Christ after their wife does. Have you ever noticed that? They seem to be the inspiration. So how do you become relational? You know, think about women for a moment. Women are detail-oriented, aren't they? They share details. Men are headliners, you know. Men just like, give me the headlines. Women love detail, don't they? Well, God loves it when we talk to him. Think about Song of Solomon in chapter 7, verses like 1 through 4. I won't go into great detail about it, but this guy is like captured by his wife. He's like, wow, your feet. Woo! And he goes from the feet on up to the head, and that's about where I better stop. But I'm talking about, he's talking about the feet and then the legs and so on. And he is like captivated by detail and just sharing detail to her. And that, I'm sure she's enjoying. Men love headlines. So ladies, you know, stay focused. Don't get lost. Men, get lost. Share all the detail you want. But you need to have that face-to-face time. I'm not talking about FaceTime on a phone. I'm saying put the phones away. Let's go back to old school sometimes. Set it all aside. Social media, set it aside and have 
FaceTime with each other, connect with each other. To have a healthy marriage, it requires approximately one hour of quality time together having FaceTime and conversations. So men, again, share details from your days. Share details. Have these conversations. Do you know children who are struggling sleeping at night, maybe wetting the bed, and you're thinking, man, this child should be potty trained by now, and they're, you know, still getting out of bed in the middle of the night. Did you know the one thing that will cure that every time isn't medication? It's not everything else under the sun. It's couch time for a mom and dad. Studies have been proven if couch time, and that's face time for a husband and wife sitting together on a couch, 10 to 15 minutes will actually cure it. Now, if you're a single mom, you can actually have couch time with Jesus, have FaceTime with Jesus during that time. And the children, they can be in the living room, they can be watching, but they're not supposed to be crawling in your lap and having priority because in a marriage, it's the nucleus to the kids. And if the marriage is right, the kiddos feel secure in their heart. When they see mom and dad sitting together, having couch time, having FaceTime, connecting with each other, it helps them feel secure so they can sleep better at night. Otherwise, they will get up and come check on you in the bed, in the middle of the night. It's one of the greatest cures. It's so simple. But it's all about relationships, isn't it? When you think about it, when we finish up here on earth, it's all about relationships. I've never done a memorial service. That, oh, man, you got to see this man's car. I mean, he had such a cool car. Oh, by the way, i got to tell you about his career and the big empire that he built. I'm like, my goodness, it's always been about relationships, hasn't it? When it all comes back down to it, it's all about relationships and being intentional about having fun. If you're married, have fun. I loved it. Last weekend, Amy and I were taking a walk with our kids around our neighborhood. We had a couple who pulled up and they were on a motorcycle. They were smiling from ear to ear and they pulled up right next to us. They attend our church and they stopped to say hi, but they were so elated. And he said, I, you know, we got this bike when he bought the house and renovated and it was a 1978 bike. And he said, we got it going and we're all just having fun. They didn't have to be on a brand new bike to have fun. All we need is not all the bells and whistles. All we need is to be with each other. I have never met a woman who said, yeah, I would rather you work 80 hours a week or 90 hours a week and buy me a big rock on my, our anniversary and say, sorry, ma'am, you know, sorry, honey. I couldn't be with you much this year, but hope this makes up for it. You would rather walk through the park, and women, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong on this, but you would rather walk through the park in nature hand in hand, communicating FaceTime to FaceTime, connecting with each other, and have him pick up a rock on the ground and write, I love you. How many women agree with me on that? What would you rather have, the diamond or the rock that says, I love you, because you got quality time with him? When it all comes back down to it, it's about being intentional, about having fun, and it doesn't have to cost you anything. All it is is quality time. We all need to make time for the ones that we love. If you're a parent, don't be so frustrated that you lose track of enjoying that child's life. And before you know it, you don't hear the pitter-patters coming down the stairs that once used to frustrate you because you said, honey, go to bed. And they come pitter-pattering down the stairs and like, honey, I said, go to bed. And you're all flustered and frustrated. Well, you would long to have those pitter-patters 20 years later when they're not in the home anymore. You know what I'm saying? Don't get so stressed out that you lose track of what's most important in your life. Have fun together in your marriages if you're married. If you have children, enjoy your children. Have fun with them. Build memories with them. If you got some friends, build some relationship time with them. Enjoy the people around you. 
A happy heart, once again, is good medicine, and a joyful mind causes healing. There was a lady, this, uh, she was diagnosed with one of the worst cases of, uh, you guys can correct me if I pronounce this wrong, but fibromyalgia, fibro, fibromyalgia, fibromyalgia, okay. So she had like the worst case of this. I don't really know this stuff. I don't know the medical terms of this stuff. But she had like the worst case of this stuff that the doctor had ever seen. And they tried her on different medications. She actually tried different doctors. She tried different diets. Nothing was working. Finally, she went and saw another doctor. And the doctor kind of discovered that, man, she's depressed all the time I see her. So he started probing her and said, man, he said, when was the last time you really laughed? And she thought for a minute. And she said, well, it's been, doctor, it's been at least 30 years. And he said, here's my prescription for you. Not another medication, not another diet. I prescribe to you that every night before you go to sleep, you watch something funny. So she purposed in her heart, she would watch something funny every night before she went to sleep. Sure enough, a few months later, came back. She came back to visit the doctor, and she was glowing. He knew something had changed. She said this. She said, I am sleeping through the night. I have more energy than I've ever had in my life. I feel better than I've ever felt in my entire life. What was the cure? What was the answer to the cure? Simply learning to laugh. Have fun. Being intentional about having fun. There's another woman who was on multiple uh, tranquilizer, tranquilizers. That, um, she was on multiple, uh, multiple of them. There's quite a few she was on, but none of them were working. She just couldn't sleep through the night. She was always worked up. She had so much anxiety. And to make a long story short, this doctor did the same thing. Thank God for good doctors. But he recommended, he said, ma'am, he said, I'm going to encourage you to read, to get all the funny movies you possibly can get your hands on and all the funny books you can read. And I want you to start using, reading them and watching them on a daily basis. See, she did. And within a few months, in her case, once again, she was off of all the tranquilizers. And now she had put and stimulated her own natural tranquilizer that's in your body. When you laugh, it's released. In fact, studies not only show that it increases your immune system, boosts your immune system, strengthens you, lowers your blood pressure, reduces um, heart disease, but it also shows that it releases this natural tranquilizer. The NK cells increase, which is what fights against um, cancer. NK cells are natural killer cells. But it also shows that your youth hormone the hormone that slows down aging is released by 87% every time you laugh. That's why I don't look 95. You know, you guys need to understand that there's something powerful about laughter. It is spiritual warfare. It brings down strongholds. It brings healing to marriages, families, relationships, to your own physical body. But it really is what strengthens each and every one of us. I want to encourage you to enjoy. If you're married, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 says, live joyfully with the wife with whom you love all the days of your fleeting life, which he has given you under the sun, all the days of vanity and futility, for this is your reward in life and in your work in which you have labored under the sun. Again, whether you're married, whether you have children, have fun. Be intentional about building memories. You need a treasure to pull from when the difficult times come. And they always do come. But the good news is that as long as you're building memories, you're going to have fun. You know, isn't it true that some people are so serious, they can't even have fun when they go to amusement parks? Some friends of ours were telling us one time they were about to get on the most popular ride, 
And it was a beautiful day, gorgeous day out. They were so excited. They were elated. It was a 45-minute wait, but that didn't bother one bit. They were excited to get on the ride. It was worth the wait in their mind. Well, this woman gets off the ride with her two kids, and she comes over, and she just comes and starts talking to some family that were right behind her friends. And she was just, as soon as she got off the ride, she was saying it so vocally so everybody could hear, it's not worth it. It's a waste of your time. I'm telling you, they didn't even let us sit together. She went on like this for two minutes complaining at an amusement park where you're supposed to be having fun. Finally, you know, if you know anything about my friend, he said, uh, after she calmed down a little bit, he said, ma'am, he said, did you enjoy anything about the ride? She looked at him with uh, her eyes. She said, are you that guy on TV? And he, he lied to her. He repented later. He said, uh, no, ma'am. He said, I'm a dentist. He had to repent because he is, actually, and it was. But he didn't want her to lay into her, to him, too. So. But the point is that sometimes people are so serious in life, they can't even have fun when they go to an amusement park. Everything is serious. Everything is a problem. And yet Philippians chapter, I believe it's uh, chapter 4, verses 8 through 9, talks about here's the key. If you want to have peace in life, if you want to enjoy life, here's what you need to do. You got to focus on the good things in life. You got to focus on good reports. You got to focus on things that are praiseworthy, things that are, that are pure, things that make you happy, things that you really enjoy, the good testimonies, the things like that. You've got a purpose in your heart. You know, as I was thinking about the people this morning, as I was praying for some of the people, and I don't know, it could have been in first service, could have been in second service, I don't know. But listen, there are people who just don't feel like they measure up. They're not good enough. They feel like they're under par. They feel like they just aren't good enough in God's eyes. And all I'm saying on behalf of God is lighten up. Enjoy life. Don't take things so serious. Don't be your biggest critic. Take time to enjoy life. Find the things that God loves about you. What is it that God loves? In the last couple of days, I've had people that I've been mentoring just saying, you got to sit down. you got to take a, get out a piece of paper, write down the qualities that you admire about yourself. Sometimes you need to get to the point where you start to appreciate what God sees in you, what God appreciates about you. He's not fault-finding. The Bible says that every thought that he thinks uh, towards you is for good, not evil, to give you a hope and a future. In fact, the scripture in Psalms says that his thoughts towards you are beyond the sand, the count of the sea. He doesn't have one bad thought towards you. He's sitting there thinking all the wonderful qualities that he loves about you, not the bad things. So take time. Write down the qualities of things that you do appreciate about yourself, the person that you are becoming. You may not be where you want to be yet, but you're not where you once were. Don't be your biggest critic. Be your biggest cheerleader because God's saying, hey, you are a masterpiece in my eyes. So don't be so serious that you're not where you want to be yet. Take time to enjoy life. Have fun. God really genuinely enjoys seeing his children having fun and playing together, laughing together. He enjoys that because it's the fulfillment of what Jesus came to do is to help you to enjoy life, not just endure life all the time. You know, in John chapter 16, verse 33, the scripture makes it clear. Jesus said, listen, you're going to have some tough times. There's going to be tribulations. There's going to be challenges. But listen, here's the answer to it all. Be of good cheer. Why? Because he's overcome this world. You know, if we keep on being cheerful, it makes the devil so mad. He hates it when people are laughing together, having fun together. He wants us all worked up and upset and frustrated and stressed out in life. That's what the devil wants. Because then we can't think more clearly. We can't be more effective in life. We're not going to, our thoughts are going to be more cloudy when we're so serious all the time. We've got to learn to 
have fun and lighten up and enjoy life. Some of you, you haven't laughed in, in months. You've got to learn to laugh. Rent a funny movie. That's, you know what? I'm going to give you a prescription today. I'm not saying it's coming from a doctor, but it's coming from the creator of the universe. He says, be of good nature. Be of good cheer. Have fun. Enjoy life. Laugh often. That's my prescription to you from God himself. He wants you to enjoy the life that he came to give you. And I'm not saying be irresponsible, go out and sin and do whatever you want to do and indulge in the flesh, skip church, whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being lighthearted, not carrying the weights of this world so much and being stressed out. Listen, Martin Luther said, let the wife make the husband glad to come home and let him make her sorry to see him leave. What's your home life like? Do you enjoy coming home to it? Do you get excited because you get to see your wife or your husband and you just can hardly wait? Or are you guys always complaining about stuff? There is a couple that came to our church. They had heard about the church. They came to the church. They gave their lives to Christ. They were about to get a divorce. And one of the first things that Amy counseled them to do, she had this word of knowledge just rising up in her spirit. And it was this. What's your conversations like when you get home together? And they said, well, we work together all day long. So when we get home at night, we talk about all the problems that we face. She said, stop that. And every time you get home, that your home needs to be a place of retreat, a place where you can have positive feelings, a place that you can look forward to coming home to. Don't talk about the problems. Talk about the good things, the highlights from your day, the things that you're grateful for. It literally turned their marriage around. It saved their marriage. Today, they are happily married. Listen, when you have a home that you can go home to that you look forward to going home to, it makes it worth going home. But when it's all about complaining, it's everything serious, nobody wants to be around a grumpy old man <laughs> or a grumpy old woman for that matter. You need to learn to laugh. I heard about this guy, Amy and I, we had, um, I had met across his path at one point. He's like 106 years old. So we studied him out a little bit in the ministry that we were a part of, and we did a little article on him. And there was a few things that he did that I thought was fascinating. But he, um, you know, he enjoyed his meals. He always chewed his, you know, every bite, like 30 bites, which I thought, wow, that's a lot. But he'd swim every day. He gardened. He took two hot baths. But the one thing that we found that was so interesting is uh, he met a friend of ours. One time he was visiting in the church, and he was still preaching in his hundreds. And when he was still, he was still going to Africa preaching the gospel. And uh, this guy, the one thing that I thought was very fascinating about him was that when he was standing in line, he used to wait to meet this friend of ours. It was like a 45-minute wait to meet our friends that were pastors, pastors of this church. By the time they got up there, they said, oh, I'm so sorry. We, if we had known you were in line, we'd have gotten a chair for you. And he said, oh, chairs, that's for old people. And he said, you know, this guy was so funny that he looked like he's about 40 years younger than what he really was. And he made a comment to him. He said, you look so good. There's not a wrinkle on your face. And he said this. He's African-American. And he said this. He said, put his hand on our friend's shoulders. And he said, black don't crack. <laughs> I thought, oh, my goodness. That guy was so lighthearted and so funny. He just enjoyed life so much. There's something we can learn from that. When we learn to enjoy life and not take things so seriously, the, the, not only does the Bible say it will be well for us and it will bring healing to us, but medically it's been proven. And also studies have shown that people who have lived into their 90s and beyond, the one thing they have in common is joy. Every single one of them said joy. If you want to live long, live strong, 
You've got to make sure you're intentional about having fun. Some of you need to notify your face. And if you're a believer, you got to notify your face and tell your face. <laughs> you know, some people look like they've been baptized in lemon juice. You know, sometimes we just need to learn to lighten up and have some fun. You know, and, and don't always laugh at someone else's expense. I learned it the hard way, and I'll have to close it up with this. It'd probably be best that I close up with this. Otherwise, I get in trouble. I've got a long ways to drive with my wife this afternoon. And so, anyway, I remember one time, it was pitch dark in our bedroom. She got up, went to the, use the restroom. She came back, and, of course, the light's on. It makes it even darker when you come back to the bedroom. In our bedroom, we got these big poles off our bed, and she couldn't see very well. And all of a sudden, I heard a clunk, clunk. And I knew she walked right into the pole. And I busted out laughing so hard, I couldn't stop. Now, the one thing I learned is you don't do that. You have to find out how she's doing first. But I couldn't control myself. I was laughing so hard. The next day, she had a goose egg on her egg. I'm like, so sorry. I should have asked you how you were doing first. But I couldn't stop laughing. You know, the one thing that I love about my wife and my kids is sometimes they'll be laughing so hard. And I'll go find out what they're laughing about. And it's not even funny. They're just laughing. But, you know, that's what I love about Amy's personality and our kids. They're like, just like her is that they're looking for opportunity to laugh at even the funniest or the goofiest things, things that sometimes aren't even funny, but they're looking for an opportunity to keep the atmosphere of our home light and enjoyable. Now, I want to encourage you today to keep your home light and enjoyable, to keep your relationships light and enjoyable refreshing, a place where you can go. It's like a spiritual retreat when you hang around that friend or you hang around uh, that spouse or you hang around with your children. Let them feel that love and that joy that you really have. And in the presence of God is the fullness of joy. If you receive this, would you say amen? amen? Would you please bow your head and close your eyes. Father, I thank you so much for our time together. What a gift and a blessing it is to be in your presence. And we just appreciate your word going into good ground. And I believe that's going to produce the results. And Lord, for the some of these people, I know it's actually going to reduce their medical expenses. Some of them, it's going to turn their marriages and their families around. It's going to turn the intensity of love and laughter up to a whole new level. It's going to bring healing. And we just appreciate the power of your word. Lord, I know there's a lot of serious things in this world, but help us not to be so serious that we lose our joy. Help us to take time to enjoy your presence where the fullness of joy is and to get the strength that we need so we can enjoy life and have it more abundantly. Lord, help us from this day on to purpose in our hearts to have fun, to make plans to enjoy one another, to enjoy the quality of life that you've given us with the relationships around us. We thank you from the depths of our heart for caring enough about us to just teach us the importance of having fun, enjoying life, in Jesus' name. Let me ask, with every head bowed and every eye closed, just a moment longer, if you've never made the decision to accept Christ or you need to recommit your heart to the Lord Jesus, I want to ask you, would you allow me the honor and the opportunity to introduce you to my very best friend, and his name is Jesus? If your heart stopped beating today, do you know for sure you're at peace with God? The Bible brings us good news in Romans 10, 13. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It doesn't matter what you've done right or wrong. All that matters is what Jesus Christ has done right for you. He's come to give you life so you can enjoy it. So I ask with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you need to get your heart back on course with Jesus, I'm not saying you're way backslidden, but you know you're not following Jesus the way that you could or should. Or maybe you need to make the decision to accept Christ for the first time in your life. Would you be honest before the Lord? 
And would you take a moment just to acknowledge that by a slipping up of your hand right now all over this auditorium, just saying, Pastor, pray for me. I want to make the decision to accept Christ or recommit my life to the Lord Jesus. Thank you so much. Any others? You're saying, Pastor, pray for me too. I want to I wanna accept Christ or recommit my heart to the Lord Jesus. Anyone else? Thank you so much. Okay, let's do this. Let's take a moment and pray with our, our family here in the body of Christ as they make the decision to call on the name of the Lord. Let's pray with them this prayer together. Would you pray it out loud with me? Those that are joining us online, please join us in this prayer as well. Heavenly Father, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as my Lord, my Savior, and my best friend. Thank you for dying on the cross for all of my sins. I commit my life to you now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Would you give them a big hand clap? Let's let them know how much you love them. Thank you for joining us today.